Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus episode for Season 1 of Songs in the Key of Life Mixtape. So, after 8 interviews, 40 songs, the brief for my guest today is to compile a playlist of 16 songs using at least one from each guest. And for his sins, I'm joined by DJ Cree to explain his process and take us through his ultimate list. Cree, how art thou? Oh, fantastic, Al, and it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to have been invited to uh, compile this list. All right, so there were 40. You've got to cut it down by a bit over half, but you've got to include one from each episode, which which provides challenges. So how did you think about it? Well, look, I um, am a bit of a fan of the uh, spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> okay. So, of course, the first thing I needed to do was um, bring a spreadsheet into it. So I took the 40 songs and I made a spreadsheet grouped into the eight episodes. And I've started by highlighting which songs I didn't know, which songs I'd heard. I then put a genre next to each, a decade of manufacture or decade that they were recorded um, and any descriptors that might help me later in the uh, in the piece. I like decade of manufacture. It sounds very um, spreadsheety. Yeah, I tried to change it from um, that, but that's what Excel made it. Yeah, <laughs> I had to I had to call it. You had something more creative. Decade of manufacture. Yeah. yeah. So I just stuck with what they gave me. Um, and then I, I had to listen to the songs that I didn't know which was probably about 10, maybe, yep. 10 songs. Yep. I then had to sort of Google the decade of manufacture. Yeah. Um, I put the genre in as best I could yep. um, and some descriptors so that I could um, then kind of move to stage two. Okay. Is that another spreadsheet stage two or is it a tab? <laughs> it's another tab. Okay, yeah, good. It's called another sheet in, okay, yeah. in Excel parlance. But, uh, <laughs> so I then did a, a whistle you know, some songs just immediately stood out as not belonging <laughs> in any kind of playlist that I was going to compile. So they were the first to go. I didn't delete them from my spreadsheet. No, no. They I were just, just in they, red. They were just in red. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. A different colour. Which is the colour of, of, I guess, um, being knitted from a playlist. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that, that was just given to me by Excel. I, I I'm you, not the you're, you're not really thinking. At I'm this not point. the boss of them, you no, know. No, that's right. Um, so then I and mindful of my brief, which was to um, include a minimum of one per. At the same time, I, I I I was trying to be respectful of everyone who had put in a lot of effort in in deciding their their top five. Yep. And thought that you know two would be um, respecting that. So so I'd done the kind of. Hard yards in terms of the admin, yes. I thought. Yeah. And so now I, I need to put my DJ hat on. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering when that was going to happen. Yes. Was... Well, then I'm thinking, okay, if let, let's let's put myself into a situation where I need to play this. Now, is it playing for a live audience? Is it playing on radio? Is it playing for when you're doing the gardening? Maybe even the vacuuming. The vacuuming. Yes. <laughs> As long as you've got noise cancelling headphones, correct. Um, but it, I, I tried to, to to put myself into a situation where I would um, like to go on a journey, you know. And then, of course, the the, the role of the DJ in compiling any um, set list is to is to think of the journey, really. 
And so then the, the importance of um, the start point and the end point. You're telling a story. Yeah, got to tell a story. And, and through that is the, the challenge of this 40 disparate tunes, which spanned a multitude of, of, um, of genres. Let, yep. me, let me tell you that. And you can't fit them all in because they don't all go together. Yep. So I, I tried as best I could to compile this list from a start point through a couple of genres, not all of them. Um, and ending with, I guess what you know, my background is is um, banging. You know, banging like electronica. Yep. Yeah, I'm safe in that in that That's area. That's a wheelhouse. Yes, yes. And I guess traditionally, you know, if you're at a bar mitzvah or a or a year twelve formal or a wedding, you're always going to like, as, you know, any mobile DJ will attest, you're always going to leave your bangers. Till, till last, you know, when everyone's a bit... You can't go you that know, wrong with a banger. You can't go wrong with a banger yeah. at the end of the night. No. Everyone's feeling pretty lubed up and, um, you know, you, you, uh, you drop a couple of bangers in and everyone's going to leave happy. They may even want you to stay and ask you for an extra, uh, an extra track, yeah. you know, which you can't argue with. Now, in this particular playlist, I, I actually finished on a really like subdued track. Yes. Um, the only kind of a cappella track within the, the list, which I thought was like really nice because banger, 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 and then subdued a cappella with a bit haunting. You know? Yes. It's, it's a bit it's reflective. It's almost like a coda, a, uh, mm. a, a cleansing aperitif to the, uh, to the evening. And definitely a bookend to the first track. I reckon the, uh, I think it comes together beautifully and you are definitely taken on a journey. There is inevitably with the brief one track in particular that just is hard to place in and in amongst the others, not, not judging it on its own, but just saying it's hard to place. What did you, did you feel like that? It, it's the, uh, the David Guetta featuring Kelly Rowland. Yeah. When love takes over, I think, um, is is how it's referred to. Well, it it it's in between a, a track by Faithless, the British um, electronic outfit, and LCD Sound System, the New York-based um, electronic outfit, and um, those um, that it, it sits in between those two bands who have got some fairly um, big chops in terms of um, their reputation in in that genre, albeit nearly two decades apart. Um, they've got high cred. And then Gweta um, sits in amongst that a bit awkwardly in, in so far as he's, he's uh, much um, more kind of um, commercial. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that if you asked LCD Sound System and Faithless how they feel about, you know... Being, being the bread and the David Gweta sandwich? Yes, they might... They might uh, argue but then if I can justify my my um, you have decision you yes have well I think he's a cheese ball uh, I'll, I'll put that out there but I also um, support an underdog and and I think that you know while everyone just bangs on about um, Beyonce and you know all of her successes I think that Kelly Rowland was awesome um, in Destiny's Child yeah. and uh, and actually this song is is a banger 
in its own in its own way. Mm. It it um, is a very different banger to what um, follows. It's a nice use of her voice. I think that I wanted to use as many um, female voices as I could because they, they were sadly um, lacking a little bit. The female voices. Yeah. So I I included it um, for those reasons. I actually kind of like it. I guess um, a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. So yeah. You said at the start there was uh, maybe ten tracks you hadn't heard before. Yes. Did any of them make the cut? And if so, what did you like out of them? Well, yes, a, a couple did actually. Maggot Brain by Funkadelic, which is a, I've got to say, an awful name for a track. It really is, especially if it's Funkadelic. Like you just, it's it's very strange. It sounds counterintuitive, but yes, yes yeah. Um, which is a you know an epic kind of rambling guitar song that goes for ten minutes. Yeah, and is very of its time. I think it's a bit you wouldn't get away with that now, but is is pretty pretty flared and 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 I actually think it's kind of cool. Um, it's very virtuosic, isn't it? Yes, and and I think it worked well um, following on from Prince when Doves Cry because um, there's there's no doubt influences of Prince's from the guitarist at, um, in Funkadelic. And in fact, when I did a bit of research into that, because they, they sound eerily similar, and there was quite a few forums asking whether or not he ever played it live, yeah, funnily right. enough, that particular song. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then there was some people saying that they'd found a bootleg um, recording from you know 1983 where he'd played it at one of his many kind of boot after after show shows that he does or he was famous for. Yeah. Boz Skaggs Lowdown, which I thought was kinda that had that nice funky sound to it. Um his voice was classic, like really high, high pitched. Um yeah, I thought that, that that sort of went in nicely in a kind of you know, because it segued from Funkadelic to Nina Simone um, to loose joints through to to Boz Skaggs, yeah. and that was a little that was a little segment, little run, yeah. Because the Prince to Funkadelic was was tied in by the guitar, yes, but not particularly stylistically similar. And then a, a section, you know, Nina Simone, which is very cool. And then loose joints is it all over my face, and again a use of a of a strong female. Um, voice Boz Skaggs which I thought had kept that funk kind of scene going and then and then a breath or a, a change of pace yeah nice um to to a song by the go-betweens a favorite band of mine so um it was a bit of a no-brainer to get in yeah but I had to work out how yes because it's quite a jangly fast guitar pop song yeah but then I could you know, satisfy my desire to put in Supergrass, all right, because that is an absolute cracker of a tune. And then Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. I mean, really? Yeah. Like that, it just reminds me of growing up. So yeah. um, easy to do that one. And then and then a segue into, a, a you know, the, the more electronic. We're, we're building up to yeah. the big crescendo and then, yeah. and then a cleansing. But can I just um, go back and explain my first um, yeah. two? Because... Yeah. You know, track one is Radiohead, How to Disappear Completely. Now, aside from being, like, almost my favourite band, that's my favourite song of theirs, which is a, a great coincidence. And so that had to be in there. Now, it's 
a bit of an epic track. It goes for about seven and a half, eight minutes. It's incredibly kind of cinematic in its scope. It's a bit discordant for about the first kind of two minutes. There's a there's an undercurrent of a discord, yeah. which then releases. And I've, I'm a bit of a Radiohead geek here, and I've got a book um, that is about all of the albums, every song written by a musician, and it's fully geeky. Like it's yeah, great. It, it goes into incredible detail about the 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 choice of key, the choice of instrumentation. Tone, also the arrangement. The arrangement. When you do release, because they often yes. have a release in yes. the tracks. Yes. And and so what I was uh, what I thought as I tried to fit it in, um, I thought that it was a perfect first up tune mm. because it's it's kind of eerie and a bit um, disquieting. Yeah. Um, and then it builds to what is you know a, a, with a lot of Radiohead tunes a pretty peaking crescendo, albeit slow and quiet yeah. as, it, as, as, it, as they sort of are, and then, and then tails off into a beautiful final orchestral kind of strings and all of that. Mm. So it, for me, it was just the perfect kind of intro track. It's very moody as well. So you're straight away like, okay, I'm on a journey. You, yes. you talked about we're going to start a story and we're going to begin somewhere and like, okay, shit, I'm in. Totally, totally. And and maybe people listening, they would kind of understand because maybe that's not a recognisable Radiohead song for them. But then tra- once that finishes with this sort of strings and this, this long sustained Tom York vocal, which he's famous for, you can sing for... 40, 40, 50 seconds, amazing yeah. um, vocal talent. He, um, it, it then goes to, to Rolling Stone's um, Sympathy for the Devil, which starts, as you know, with the, with the bongos. bongos. Yeah. You know, it's a long and, intro. And but we all know that yeah. intro and we know that and, and it's, it's immediately like, here we are. Yeah. We've had that intro, we've been a bit spaced out, but now we're in with the bongos. Yeah. Something reco- familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. A, a recognizable um, sound leading to one of the most iconic Rolling Stone songs ever. Yeah. So that that was my my thinking behind the the kind of opening um, two tracks, um, which I, I I think you know was 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 a nice sound. Nice sound. No, no, it's a great start. It is a great start, and it's a terrific list. So um, thanks for compiling. So hopefully uh, everyone enjoys the journey. It's about an hour and a quarter for the 16 tracks. So a couple of bevies, a couple yep. of drinks. Yep. And finish dancing with to our LCD sound system, All My Friends. One of the best all time. Really. Brings you together. Yeah. And then a cleansing just... Paul Kelly. I suppose after a lot, a lot of electronic at a finish, it just comes back to really raw, analogue, basic... Acapella voice voice and simple orchestration. Yes. There's something charming about that. Mm. DJ Cree, thanks so much. And thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the playlist. We'll see you next time.